I'm Jeff from Blue Notes. Today I'm talking to Daniel Hines, Senior Commodity Strategist with ANZ. We're chatting about Australian raw materials and their evolving role in the electric vehicle market. Hi Jeff, thanks for having me. Thanks, Daniel. So Australia is in an enviable position with many of the raw materials that we feed into the EV market. How do you see us moving up that value chain? You have Industry and Science Minister Ed Husick starting the process in which he said we, you know, what we mine here, we should probably make it here as well. What do you think is the next step in the process for us? Yeah, well, I mean, clearly that's that's a goal, I think, for a lot of um, um, you know countries around uh, the world at the moment, considering the the geopolitical risks involved with uh, you know this uh, this industry and so it's it's clearly a, a path i think uh, you know australia should continue to to push down certainly you know there has plenty of um hurdles to 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 get over i suppose to get to that um that ultimate goal of of competing down the entire value chain um it will certainly involve a lot of um a lot of investment uh, so from our point of view you know we have obviously the the, the raw material there um, in uh, plentiful amounts but you know the processing um, side of the equation is clearly uh, where we lack um, and you know we're going up against some fairly um, you know mature um, developers and or markets elsewhere particularly um, China which will make it uh, you know a difficult process but certainly the rewards are quite there and i think you know government will have to obviously support um industry in that uh, in that path otherwise there's really not going to be any any ultimate success in, in getting that um uh, you know moving up that value chain for the layperson what are those principal hurdles is it the investment or is it just a, an array of things we haven't even thought of well it's a whole host of things i mean certainly you know, the uh, getting the the expertise and the people here um, is is one key issue. And and at the moment, you know, labour markets are tight, and availability of that type of expertise um, is uh, is relatively small. Um, then, you know, building those types of facilities in in Australia, um, you know, where where um, you know, generally um, outside of you know the um, the real hubs, I suppose, the manufacturing hubs globally. So, you know, the costs can tend to be a little bit higher there here as a, as a consequence of, of that. Um, access to technology as well will, will be key. Um, I mean, the, um, you know, the, the moves to partner up with um, people like the US in particular, I suppose, could, could potentially help accelerate that. But certainly, you know that that technology side of things will be a, another key one, uh, but just our our general distance from, um, you know, some of the major uh, markets, you know, makes uh, everything just a little bit more difficult. And the price of what goes in is ultimately what we're talking about. Are we in for an elongated period of price instability for things like nickel and you know other raw materials such as lithium, cobalt, copper, manganese, ore, and rare the rare earths? as the EV market evolves? Yeah, I think the um, the scenarios that uh, you know, we have, have looked at certainly present such a huge range of, of outcomes. And I think the market is still grappling with the extent of how these these things can, can move at the moment. So you'll get periods where 
you know the uh, the market is is quite bullish on on demand and as a consequence you know can't see i suppose supply matching that um over whatever period they're they're viewing and that's uh, that i suppose um mismatch of um you know expectations both on on supply and demand uh, are you know quite significant at the moment so that's going to to cause that evolution and on that dislocation and that 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 real volatility, I suppose, yeah. within uh, within markets. Once that that path um, towards ultimately where we think you know things will end up is is a little bit clearer. That's obviously when price stability comes as well. Um, but at the moment, certainly um, you know the lack um, of investment really going into a lot of these markets means there's there's a lot of uncertainty about how we're going to. Uh, to reach uh, some of these goals that we need to uh, achieve, you know, to hit that sort of 1.5 degree or net zeros uh, type targets that a lot of countries have set. And I'd imagine it would be almost impossible to hazard a guess as to how long those market ructions could go on for. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is uh, extremely difficult. And we, you know, we've seen already over the past uh, few years, you know, quite a quite a few events which have uh, come out of the uh, the blue and and really disrupted things. I mean, clearly the whole the whole COVID um, uh, situation has uh, thrown a spanner in the works. And the um, you know, but we've seen obviously rising sort of geopolitical risks over this uh, period as well. Um, and I think you know that um, you know has has really taken uh, the market um, you know some time to to contemplate, I suppose, and and still. Uh, many uh, many issues to, to that remain unresolved um, are creating that that uncertainty, and that's going to be, you know, the difficult path that uh, we're we're going down until um, you know there's a lot more uh, or a lot less, sorry, uncertainty about the outlook for some of these uh, markets. And I know, basically, electric vehicles are becoming almost an aspirational thing to own. But what does this instability of raw material markets mean for prices of electric vehicles in the short term to the medium term? Well, we've already seen, um, you know, the the take up of um, a lot of these um, these sectors um, increase as the prices have come down. And most of that has been uh, a result of, I suppose, the technology changes and also the, you know, the 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 increasing sort of mass production of a lot of these uh, technologies and certainly EVs is one where we've seen that uh, but you know we've also now seen the consequence i suppose of of that potential um dislocation within that raw material market uh, playing out in terms of prices and for the first time in many many years you know we've started to see uh lithium um, type battery prices increase uh which is just um a result, obviously, of the, you know, that that the rising expectations of of really strong demand. So for for EV markets, um, they're going to have to contemplate, I suppose, uh, a period here where um, costs clearly of some of those key materials uh, are going to potentially rise again. So that benefit that we saw of lower prices resulting in in you know better pickup of um, um, of those uh, within that sector. Does mean that they're going to have to, um, you know, find other areas, I suppose, to to really um, continue that strong growth that we've seen so far. On a broader level, there is this belief, or it's been talked of, that Australia can position as a renewables powerhouse. 
is this even a feasible goal given all the different working parts of an economy that have to sort of coalesce together to reach that goal? I mean, I think it's a, um, you know, quite a um, achievable uh, goal over the longer term and certainly one which I think, um, you know, a lot of industries are, are sort of heading towards uh, pretty quickly. I mean, the ability um, to feed, you know, this um, this electrification or decarbonisation uh, will be a key part to, you know, which um, region is really successful in um, in meeting those uh, those goals and and certainly producing um, you know uh, products which have relatively low emissions over the entire value chain is where that success will ultimately uh, the success in in the growth of that sector will ultimately lie. So for uh, the EV market uh, or even other sort of sectors, being able to position. Um, the processing or manufacturing part in areas where the renewable energy um, is sourced from will be a key to that because certainly in terms of solar and wind and the like, um, certainly a lot cheaper um, and easier, um, you know, to obviously use that energy uh, right at the source uh, rather than transporting it um, long distances. So I, I feel that, you know, over that sort of longer term, you're going to see manufacturing hubs uh, particularly in these these new new sectors really start to develop successfully in areas where uh, renewable energy is is relatively plentiful and and cheap and so if australia can you know develop um you know that side of the uh, the market um, um along with obviously having you know the great resources that we do then you know we can be uh, i think a, you know a key part of uh, you know that value chain Fantastic. And um, on ESG, um, is Australia well placed in an ESG sense due to the standards of things like our extraction practices? And how might that play in to sort of the positioning of the nation? I think we are. I mean, you, you only need to look at the lithium market to, to really highlight um, some of the issues uh, globally uh, within the extractive uh, resources industries. Um, you know, lithium is dominated uh, by a few key players, China, um, South America and, and Australia. Um, in um, in countries like uh, South America, or sorry, regions like South America, in particular Chile, um, you know, they're extracted uh, using an evaporative um, um, processing technique, which uh, obviously uses a huge amount of uh, water. Um, and uh, as some people may uh, may know, South America and Chile in particular are suffering from from water issues. So, you know, that is obviously a clear environmental sort of hurdle for the development of, of lithium uh, mines uh, within Chile. Australia is, is well placed on that side of things. We have a, a relatively simple process um, of uh, hard rock mining, uh, proven technology, um, and certainly there are um, um, processes involved now to to really decarbonize that uh, extractive sort of uh, chain even further so you know we could certainly position ourselves quite successfully certainly in the eyes of, of global investors who have that ESG lens to to really develop a um, a relatively low um, carbon uh, emitting sort of process within you know the lithium market and you know they're, they're, they're the types of examples I suppose that yeah. that we can see emerge uh, um, you know in um, in the industry over the over the medium to longer term thank you for listening to blue notes this podcast was produced by the blue notes editorial team 
with music by Kevin McLeod. Blue Notes is a publication of ANZ Banking Group.